Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney, one of your hosts, but the other one is your birthday boy today. Hello. It's your birthday. Well. Well, soon. Yeah, my birthday falls in between two episodes. Yeah, so this is the, is this episode going to go up after your birthday. Yes, yeah. you will you the audience will yeah. have just heard my treatise on why Tony the Tiger is the ultimate dill. Yeah. Which is also a birthday treat for everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now you'll get whatever this is that's hopefully catered perfectly 100% to me and my interests. Yeah, I did promise Al that this is an episode that is written for their birthday sphere. But then I realized I may have shot my shot too early. Oh, it's not my birthday tweet. <laughs> no, it is. Okay. It, it is. It's a treat. It is a treat. Courtney, every episode of this podcast that I record with you is a treat. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sell you my genuine that, that moment. Was, that was Al winking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I hope you like this because this actually has a lot of treats inside of it. Oh. And and child death. So let's... Uh, let's... Hey, you know what I like. <laughs> let's get started, shall we? Okay. William Hardacre owned a candy stall in the Green Market in Bradford, England. Har- oh, I've been there. Have you really? Yeah. What? Tell my, me about it. My um, brother did his uh, master's degree in Bradford. Oh, my God. I went and visited him. That's right. You told me all about it, too. Yeah. I thought this sounded... See, I didn't know if this sounded, like, British memorable or that you were keep talking about it. Yeah, I won't shut up about it. <laughs> when I went to Bradford, I won't shut up. Actually, you know, I knew, I remember that, so this is why I chose I chose As a birthday story. treat. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you want you want to hear about Heartacre. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, Heart I also didn't edit this one, so we'll <laughs> okay. see how well it does. Heartacre's stall was a popular one, as the kids in the area called him Humbug Billy, Ooh. a nickname that came from the peppermint humbugs that he sold. It's wild to me that you have to come up with a nickname for someone whose last name is Hardacre. <laughs> what would you nickname him to be? Hardacre. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> how's, your, how's your acre? Hard. Is it hard? <laughs> I'm a child. They would say that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Those British kids. With their Cockney accents. Hey, Governor, how's your heart? <laughs> Excuse me, mister. <laughs> Hardacre did not make his sweets in-house, opting instead to purchase from candy maker Josh Neal, who lived a couple blocks down from the stall. Unbeknownst to the child customers, Hardacre would cut his costs by cutting his sugar with Neal's homemade daff. Daff in the candy making business is like basically... Any substance you use to cut costs. Oh, filler. so bad chemicals. You know, put your sawdust in your meatloaf. Mm, that would right, be Right, daff. right, 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 right. Uh, Neil's homemade daff was actually powdered gypsum. Oh, that seems bad to eat. Yeah, I had looked that up. We use gypsum in, like, drywall. Yeah, no, that exactly. That's what that is for. It is? Okay, okay, okay. Gypsum is like a like a uh, stone dust or something? Oh, it is stone dust. Okay, great. And uh, you know what? It looks just like sugar. So it might as well be. It does not taste like sugar. Okay. It fe- feels like sugar. <laughs> On the day before Halloween, 1858, and I didn't, I wanted to say how many years before uh, our best friend Murray was born. <laughs> uh, Neil was preparing Hardacre's supply, uh, supplies order for the next day. Neil sent his lodger 
James Archer to collect his powder daft of gypsum from a pharmacy three miles out the out of town. So this is very complicated. It's getting very complicated. It is, yes. There's a lot of pieces involved. There's play. a lot of pieces involved. This is very important, though. Okay. It's a mystery. Oh. The druggist was actually out sick that day, so the order was fulfilled by his young assistant, who was very confused about where the daft gypsum was kept. Both of the young men searched for a bit before settling on a cask that was kept in the corner of the pharmacy's attic. Archer, the lodger, took 12 pounds of the powder back to Neil. Oh, no. (laughs) Why? Uh, Oh, no. Who began the humbug processing just in time to get ready for the next day. I got a, I got a real bad feeling about this you one, real, so, <laughs> What are you feeling in your bones? <laughs> that's, I don't think that's gypsum. <laughs> first of all, the fact that you had to buy a, you know, first of all, you don't want to put gypsum in your can. No, you already shouldn't be doing that. You should not. Second of all, you don't want to maybe send, I don't know, the guy staying at you, like the your, your bed and lodger. breakfast. <laughs> Remember when people had lodgers? Yeah, this is Airbnb <laughs> down the road. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you go get this gypsum? I'm going to put it in candy for kids. <laughs> Don't tell. And then he gets to the pharmacy, and there's another young guy who's like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're looking for a white powder. Just give me a white powder. The white powder. Yep, that's what exactly they found. Oh, no. And they gave it to them. Oh, 12 boy. pounds of it. Oh, God. For whatever reason, the Finnish humbugs looked quite different than the regular ones. I'll bet. Because of this, the candy maker actually sold Hardacre, the sweets, at a discount. So it was a win-win. Oh, okay. Yeah, these, Save a little cash. These don't look good, so, you know. Here's the weird ones. <laughs> Hardacre actually tried one of the peppermint humbugs and, within a few hours, became violently ill. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I was expecting that. But instead of cluing oh, in God. that the odd-looking candy was perhaps tainted in some no, way, Hardacre sold five pounds of the sweets that night after he recovered. Oh, you maniac. <laughs> it was probably just, you know, Bradford, there was probably some bad food that he ate. I, I will say the food that I had in Bradford was pretty good. Didn't you say you had good Indian food? I had ex- an extremely good, I had the, in my mind, the platonic ideal of a, of a chicken korma. Oh, um, wow. It is the korma that I compare all other korma to. Have you ever found the best korma? Or is that still the no, best No, that's korma? still the, wow. the highlight. And I've, you know, I've tried lots of different Indian places in this big city. Oh, yeah. And none of them come close to that korma. Wow. It was, it was, the cashew taste was so present. Cashew. Well, this, it did not, this is not. This sounds bad. This is not the ideal peppermint humbug, I'm going to say. This is more like when I went to the Weatherspoons. Oh, boy. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Within 48 hours, 21 people had died. Oh. And another 200, mostly children, had gotten severely ill in Bradford. Yep, that sounds not good. So when I say 21 people, um, it was mostly children. Yeah, that's not mostly eating. he's selling the candy. He's definitely selling the candy. The children-like. Symptoms included a large amount of nausea and vomiting, of course, massive amounts of diarrhea, yeah. muscle cramps, swollen red skin, and irregular heartbeats. Mm. You know, I got one of those. I, hey, I'm I familiar need... with several of the things on that list. <laughs> The first two deaths, both children, of course, were first thought to be cholera, which was ripping through Britain at the time. Cholera is wild. You got that rice water. Rice water? Rice water is 
I apologize for the poop talk that's about to take place. It's your birthday. You can do whatever though you want. I, I can talk about weird shit all I want, literally. Um, in when you have cholera, the um, basically you're you have horrible, horrible watery diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like rice water. Wow. And the rice, quote unquote, is actually the epithelial cells from your internal your bits. from your intestines. Yeah. It's like ripped away from the walls and that's, carried out of your body. That's what the TikTok people call like parasites when they take their horse paste. <laughs> and they poop out their parasites, but it's really their lining of their intestines. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Al. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. I read a really good book about um, cholera yeah? in London, and I will... I read... It's a book about cholera in London. I didn't read it in London. Oh, okay. But I will link it on our Twitter. I want to hear about that. Yeah, it's a good book. I love disease. Well... But the growing number of casualties soon caught the eye of local authorities who were able to connect the deaths back to Hardacre's peppermint humbugs. Both Hardacre and Neil were charged with multiple counts of manslaughter. Mm, yeah, good. They should have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, or child slaughter. <laughs> Is that different? I think there's manslaughter, women slaughter, non-binary slaughter. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like... Yeah. Dog slaughter. <laughs> You don't want that. No. You don't want that on your hands. Or dog's laughter. (laughs) Am I right? That makes me feel better. (laughs) Uh, A doctor and prominent uh, chemist of the era confirmed that gypsum was not used in the candies. In fact, Neil had mistakenly mixed in arsenic trioxide. Uh, At first I did think cocaine. Did you? Before you read the list of symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> the kids were bouncing off the walls. They got a lot done. There's a bunch of little stockbroker kids. <laughs> they wrote screenplays. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, the core experts estimated that 580 milligrams of arsenic could be found in each piece of candy. That's a lot. That sounds like. Yeah. You only need ni- 290 milligrams to legally or lethally... <laughs> Legally. <laughs> to kill a man. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. um, so twice that, pretty so much. So twice, twice, twice the amount. Ooh. That hurt a lot of tummies, man. But it didn't kill Hardacre. It didn't, no, it didn't kill him. No, he was fine. <laughs> I think that, what I think, and this is just my theory, is they're bad candy makers, so the ingredients yeah. were, like, irregular. Oh, irregularly throughout the. Throughout the thing. Yeah. So maybe you got, like, a candy that was just mostly peppermint. <laughs> not candy that's mostly arsenic. arsenic. Yeah. yeah, it just depends, right? Ooh, boy. Or arsenic and old mint, am I right? Ooh. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know what? I'm continuing You're on. You're freezing fast. We're going we're we're gonna keep going. Okay. This humbug massacre led to some big rule changes in the food and drug industries of Britain. The Pharmacy Act of 1868 limited the sale of dangerous drugs to specifically qualified pharmacists and druggists. Mm. So the like apprentice could not have sold yeah. that box of whatever, you know, cocaine, arsenic. I don't know. Regulations are just big government trying to stop me from selling arsenic to kids. Yeah, it tastes great, children. <laughs> It also required a clear record and signatures whenever any non-medicinal poisons were sold. Mm. But, you know, you if you have a medicinal poison, it's fine. Yeah, medicinal poisons are great. So There's so many of those. In 1868, so many of those. <laughs> you want a couple leeches? That's fine, too. Truly, truly messed up. Yeah. Doctoring. 
This, unfortunately, was not the last Halloween children found themselves doubled over in pain after eating tainted candy. I mean, hey, listen, I grew up in the in the 90s. Yeah. I we I was afraid for my life every Halloween. Yeah, I was. So I was. Now, this is something for you. So I didn't want to get into that because that's a lot of urban myth. But I did find there was um, one story of, I believe it was in Illinois or the American Midwest, of a, a father who poisoned his son's Halloween candy to kill him. Oh, Lord. And I believe they called him the Candyman. And okay, well, that's a whole, do- that's a whole other yeah, guy. that's a whole other guy. Uh, and he got the death penalty, I believe. But that that urban legend or that legend spread out that there was candy that was tainted as well. Interestingly, the actual Candyman, also from Illinois. Oh, really? Yeah. The, oh. uh, the Candyman movies were set at Cabrini Green. Okay, okay. Did you see the new one? No. Okay, me either. I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary movies either. But uh, this isn't a movie podcast, and we don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> In 1950, big groups of trick-or-treaters fell severely ill across the United States. The massive amounts of diarrhea and welting rashes were so troubling, feds began a quick investigation. Now, you, you'll be able to think that the reason why I picked the story, A, there is a product that you love in, in, <laughs> in this. B, it is about massive amounts of poop. Yeah. And you can relate to that. Absolutely, I can. <laughs> there's just, there's going to be so much. This is, this is the tip of the... Oh, my God. The tip of the toilet. So what's up? We get a uh, Herb Hooves FDA in here? Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the culprit, candy corn and popcorn balls tainted by orange dye number one. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> a food coloring that had been actually approved by use by the FDA since 1906. Now, this is 1950. Yeah. So the FDA back in 1906 approved, waved their magic wands over a bunch of food colorings that had just newly been introduced to processed foods. Mm-hmm. And they're like, these, these are all fine. These ones are good. Um, have they started experimenting like in labs to see if they hurt humans? No, no. definitely not. Do they g- give them to r- mice and see how many tumors they, they get? No, definitely do not. <laughs> uh, so they're a little outdated. Yeah. Orange dye number one was commonly found in candy, cookies, cakes, uh, carbonated beverages, and many different meat products, but primarily hot dogs. We love... <laughs> you know, you got that You got that fucking wiener, and it's got that snap on it. It's got that red coating. Yeah. That's it. It really helps the sulfates pop. Oh, wow. Mmm. It turns out that many of the approved food dyes that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration way back in the turn of the century had approved... We're a bit more eyebrow-raising by 1950s standards. Many of the approved dyes were derived from carbo uh, hydrocarbon byproducts <gasps> of processed coal. Oh, no. <laughs> That's bad. This is astounding because we get a lot of colors from that. Yeah. Yeah. Coal make a lot of colors. They're like, it's like a rainbow. Out of inky blackness hydrocarbons that's not good no you don't you shouldn't be eating hydrocarbons (laughs) you know all these like you know nature people you shouldn't be eating processed foods and you know your body is a temple etc 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 i get it during this time if you're eating hydrocarbons i get it yeah like eat hydro sure 
eat carbons. Yeah. But don't. Together. No, I no. get it. They taste better together, but just don't. Eat coal? Yes. Eat, eat all the coal you, you want. You know, you want to go, If why get processed coal? You don't want, your body's a temple, right? Yeah, you need to eat raw coal. You Lick need- it straight from the seams. Go to West Virginia. <laughs> get right in there. Oh, wow. Orange number one, for instance, contained benzene. Oh, no, benzene! Our old friend! <laughs> benzene! Remember my red string theory? Yeah. We're back at You're it. You're back at it. We're back at it. An oral dose of one gram of the dye per one kilogram of food killed two out of every five mice in a lab setting. Okay, that's a lot of mice. That's a lot of mice. That's a lot of mice, baby. It's not like they used five mice. They used a lot of mice to come up with those numbers. Didn't want to roll those mice. Unfortunately, U.S. candy makers were getting a little overzealous with the dye. (laughs) So the FDA thought, there's no way... That anyone's going to put one gram of dye per one kilogram of food. There's no way. That's Simply so much no dye. way. But, like, it seemed like when the FDA investigated these, like, poisonings, they went into the candy makers, and they're just, it's just the candy's rolling, literally rolling the popcorn balls in orange dye number one. Just, just by, like... Soaked in benzene. Just... <laughs> mm, that Perrier flavor. <laughs> Unfortunately, U.S. candy makers were getting a little overzealous with the dye. Apparently, the tainted sweets were 1,500 parts per million pure orange number one. Oh. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Doesn't seem like a lot. Is a lot. It's a lot. Food dye, that should not be. That's like more than the amount of rat you're allowed to have in meat. Oh, that's true. Or grasshoppers in bread. Yeah. You're allowed to have a lot of grasshoppers. You are allowed to have a significant amount of grasshoppers in bread. <laughs> Not Wonder Bread, though. Yeah. They they dye the grasshoppers white. <laughs> <laughs> in 1956, the FDA delisted orange number one, as well as orange number two, and red dye number 32. There's a lot of red dyes. But 32 is the worst. Which one's cochineal? Oh, I don't know. That's still round, right? That's still kicking. Well, you, yeah, you can use it to dye not... I don't know if they still use it to dye food. Hmm. It's like... Um, they probably used to. It's a beetle. Oh, the beetle. Yeah, you can use beetles. Oh. That's what you they used on M&M's, the red M&M's. Oh, really? Yeah. Then they pulled them after what happens next. Oh. But you can still purchase <laughs> it to dye fabric. Yeah. <laughs> beetles? Yeah, cochineal. Oh, can you well, just dust get the made from beetles. And you oh. can't just... I think you have to go catch a beetle if you want just the beetle. The beetle dust. <laughs> Why, why did that affect you? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a street jug. <laughs> beetle dust. <laughs> Archie, get me five grams of beetle dust. In February of 1972, a 12-year-old boy from Maryland was admitted to the hospital with signs of internal bleeding. Oh, no. His mother was in a panic as the boy had been passing bloody red stools for over the past two days. Which been there. Been there. Do you, I guess you don't, you just don't go to the ER anymore, huh? No. uh, It's just, just, how much blood is too much blood? Well. Is the cold calculation we need to make now. I mean, when I was 16, it had to be enough to talk to my mom about it. Oh, (laughs) no. So you were bleeding out. Uh Uh-huh. And she did ask me if it was, if I was sure it wasn't just my period. Oh, so she was just giving the talk that the doctors probably asked you to. (laughs) Yeah. The doctors, however, could find nothing wrong with the boy, and during his stay at the hospital, all the bloody stool disappeared. Oh, interesting. A Dr. House situation. (laughs) Only poop-wise. 
The attending physician, Dr. John V. Payne. Oh, no. That's a, that's a real hard name for a doctor. <laughs> believed that the bowel movements did not contain any blood at all. Instead, he asked the mother for a full list of foods eaten over the last two days. The suspected culprit of the boy's bright red poops was multiple bowls of a new type of cereal that the boy had consumed over the week. Do you know? I've been waiting on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, which one of them is it, though? Okay. Well, in order to test this new hypothesis, Dr. Payne instructed the boy to eat four bowls of the breakfast cereal in the hospital. This is like science. This is science. Eat a lot of cereal. Yeah. How do you feel? Bad? Too bad. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Sure enough, the boy began began passing bright red and pink poop once again. Quote, the stool had no abnormal odor, wrote Dr. Payne, but it looked like strawberry ice cream. Oh, yuck. That's a treat, actually. That's That's a treat. (laughs) The boy was able to go home where his mother found her youngest daughter had also began to pass pink poop. That's a... Maybe she liked it. She's just eating Barbies. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The cars. Wow. Worried that this may become a common childhood malady. Malady? Malady. Dr. Payne tried his best to spread the word and warn about the dangers of this brand new breakfast cereal. But across the country, countless children were admitted to ERs with the same problem. Uh. So much so that the condition began to be named after the product that had caused this bizarre BMs. Dr. Payne dubbed this issue... Frankenberry stool. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> He's here. Oh, My yeah. boy Frankenberry is in the house. Yeah. Released in 1971, General Mills introduced a new line of monster cereals. Yes, 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 yes. Hoping yes. to piggyback off the success of Lucky Charms. Because mm. Lucky Charms were the first ones with those mallow pieces. Yeah. And so General Mills were like, well, we got to get on that. We got to get more mallow. Yeah. Um, they actually, they didn't call, I guess it was, you couldn't call it mallow. It wasn't really mallow. No. So they called them sweeties. Sweeties. Yeah. Like me. I'm a little sweetie. You are. That's why <laughs> this is all for you, buddy. Yes. The first box to arrive in stores was Count Chocula, which contained chocolate marshmallows or chocolate sweeties. That's my man right there. Chocolate sweeties? No. <laughs> Count Chocula. Oh, chocolate sweeties, your um chocolate sweetie is your online line persona. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> Count Chocula, I love, though. We used to, uh, we would go on vacation every Easter, yeah. and now we get to pick a special cereal to bring, yeah. and Count Chocula was that one. In Easter? Yeah. So back then, they didn't just sell them at Halloween. No, right? they had them all, all around. I think they only started that in 2010 or so. They started rotating. Oh, Except, having them only yeah. at, at, oh, yeah. Yeah. The next was strawberry-flavored cereal called Frankenberry. Unfortunately for kids, Frankenberry got its strawberry pink coloring <laughs> from red dye number two and red dye number three, both of, wh- both of which passed through the body undigested. <laughs> for years, you could find these two dyes in large amounts of processed foods, everything from ice cream to hot dogs. There's those hot dogs again. You gotta have those hot dogs. Wow, what's in hot dogs, huh? <laughs> Subsequent studies on red dye number two found inconclusive results in humans, but caused a large amount of malignant tumors in <gasps> rats oh no so many <laughs> in 1976 the fda banned red dye number two from use in consumables 
causing a large amount of pink and red processed foods to pull their products off the shelves, including Frankenberry. Even the Mars Company discontinued their red M&Ms, even though they did not use red dye number two in their candies. Any red food items remained untouched on the shelves, so the candy company did not want to be left behind. Wait, wait for me, guys. Because they're just like, oh, the people are just not going to like this. They're not having it. They're not having it. General Mills quietly switched their Frankenberry coloring to a more stomach-friendly red dye number 40. There's a lot of red dyes. Yeah, there's a lot of red dyes. At least 40 of them. How many have coal? We can't say. We, well, <laughs> hopefully none. <laughs> Children no longer poop pink when they eat this now seasonal treat. But parents everywhere still may be wary of what colored confectionery conditions may pop up. I mean, poop up. <laughs> around Halloween. You got me. You, I gotcha. I gotcha, buddy. Okay, you ready to see? Yes, please show me the Frankenberry. So this is the very first commercial with Count Chocula and Frankenberry. I would like to state on the record yeah. that all of the monster cereal monster mascots are gay. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to mention about your boy Booberry. And Fruit Brute. Yeah, well, I don't know a lot about Fruit Brute. Uh, he's gay. <laughs> well, you've established this. But Booberry, they use a type of blue dye, which also passed right through you. Yeah. And that turns your poop green. But I think green poop is a lot less scary. Yeah, to it doesn't think it's going to be blood. No. Uh, and you got me a box of Booberry. I did. For my birthday. Yeah, I got you. And that, he looks so high. <laughs> On that box, he's gay and he is stoned AF. There are some things about Booberry I really love, but I will save them for another episode. Ooh. Well, let's look at the first, very first commercial featuring Count Chocula and Frankenberry. This ad is in our show notes, but it's also on our website at creeps.gay. We'll return after these messages. Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Piffle, here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. Welcome back to the show. Who boy. So what do you think about those boys? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Gay? Yes. Very. Now, Frankenberry did not have the accent I thought he would have. No. He had a very almost British one. Which is weird. Is that a Boris Kar- Karloff thing? Maybe. Okay. Maybe he had a Boris Karloff. I don't know. What I love about these two characters and all the monster serial mascots is that they have a certain level of what I like to call Snagglepuss camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's so nice. Look, you could be a, a straight little boy in fucking the middle of Kansas. Yeah. You're clocking Snagglepuss. <laughs> it's, his, it's his cute tie. <laughs> And the little straw hat. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Boy. So why don't you describe what you saw? Okay. So there's a box. Yeah. In the floor. Yeah. On the floor. And who's to come out of it? The Count Chocula. Yeah. And he rises up out of it. And he has a Dracula accent. Yeah, because he's Count Chocula. The blobs. Oh, okay. I want to suck your chocolate. <laughs> I was going to say do your best Dracula. Blah. 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 
Thank it's you. not that good. I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's good. Uh, and then Count Chocula is joined by Frankenberry, who does have a weird British accent. Yeah. It is sort of a big pink blobby man who does kind of look like what came out of the kids. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he's got weird little goggles. He looks kind of, I guess he looks like a Frankenstein. He has a tooth head. He does have a tooth head. That's interesting. He also has strawberry nails. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. He's very on trend. He's really, really giving it the full vibe. When are we doing ma- monster mascots as the Met Gala theme? That's what wow. I want to know. Met Gala 2022 monster fuckers. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nas X is lining up already. Oh, yeah. You know he is. <laughs> you know he is. Um, okay, and they're 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 fighting over who is the sweetest. Yes. Because that's a big thing in 1970s cereal. Yeah. Is it gotta be just full of... Oh, you gotta wow. have those, those sugar smacks. <laughs> we'll talk about the ham. Oh, we'll get there. We are gonna talk about him and his arch enemy, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, I can't wait. Now, the the... An interesting thing that happens is a child comes on screen. Yes. And then what happens with the child? I don't remember. I got oh. too excited. <laughs> so the child comes on and he goes, hey, how you doing? And then Frankenberry and Count Chocula are scared of him. Yeah. They're afraid of the child. Because I guess the child consumes them. It's sort of like a Monsters, Inc. situation. I oh, think. it is? Um, oh, Pixar, pay up. General Mills is there. They had that. <laughs> I also think it's cute because as a kid, you want that power. And by getting that power, you're like you are consuming the cereal to gain their powers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, when I eat Count Chocula, I become a Count vampire? Chocula. Yes. Or you just stay up to ungodly amounts of hours at the night. Or I get so much sugar in me that I become two hundred percent more camp than I am now. <laughs> the Met Gal is waiting for you. <laughs> So that that was the very first um, commercial before they had to pull Frankenberry off the shelves because of it was flooding the ER bathrooms. Uh, (laughs) They put it back very quietly. It did not do as well. No. Um, But, you know, it's still beloved. It's still released seasonally with uh, its friend Count Chocula. And uh, and Booberry and Fruit Brute. Is Fruitberry back? Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy. That's There's Yummy one. Mummy. Oh, I've, I'm red on all the boys. Oh, we know the boys. <laughs> These boys? This crew? Okay, so it's 2021. <laughs> yeah, it's 2021. Pixar's in the mix. Pixar's <gasps> in the mixar. Of course. And you know what? This is Disney Pixar's yeah. first what? five gay monster cereal mascots ever. <laughs> They're doing it. They're doing you it. You know what? We're tired of like, oh, the the lady cop in the background is gay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Luca the fish kid, probably gay. Like, we don't want probably. No. We, we want, want confirmed. We want these five characters. We want them in a spooky mansion. Yeah. We want them partying. Wow. We want some scantily clad men go-go dancing in cages. Okay, so. We want, I'm <laughs> <Wait> coming <laughs> out. <laughs> Um, okay, I gotta just put on, just pump the brakes. I don't want to pump the brakes. Okay. So I feel this is going in a direction that I can support. Um, so this is for, are we, you are still dancing. I'm dancing. You did, Al is singing, I'm coming up in their heads and, okay, 
This is for who? Who? Whomst is this for? It's a little bit for everybody, baby. Yeah. Okay. It's for kids who like sweet cereal. Yeah. It's for adults who remember these monsters. Okay. It's for monster fuckers worldwide. Yeah, Lil Nas right? X is there, as he is in so many of our commercial pitches. And there's a big jacuzzi in the middle of the room. Wow. <gasps> of milk. And Hells they're, yeah. They're pouring all five cereals in. Oh. Because it's better together. Because hashtag love is love. <laughs> okay. Well. Look, I have a little bitter taste in my mouth with hashtag love is love because the amount of uh, cishet people I've had to have conversations about that hashtag love is love does not actually include trans people because trans people, because <laughs> gender and sexu- sexuality are two completely different things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a wild ride. <laughs> it's a wild ride. What? What? You don't, you don't I mean, think- here's the thing. Count Chocula, 100% trans mask. Oh, 100%. He's got small king energy. Are you kidding me? is non-boonery. <laughs> As are we now. This is our new <laughs> We're going to change our Twitter, Twitter handles right now. <laughs> they, them, non-boonery. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so we're... I like this because this is usually now how we sell cereals. You have the movie... Mm-hmm. And then you sell the cereal. The kids eat the cereal. And so are you saying the cereal is going to be all of them? All together? All in one. Hells yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. It's all mixed up together, baby. I want that. You'll have pink shits. You'll have blue shits. You'll have the rainbow of shits. Because Aww. they're coming out. <laughs> the energy. <laughs> that is in the chair next to me. You can tell when I'm passionate about something. Wow. Well, I'm glad I picked this egg. You. Yeah, me too. Because it's happy birthday, Al. Thank you. Yes. Um, that was a perfect redo. Thank you. Um, but I am also going to ask for you to give me a present on your birthday. I'll get, okay. As you always do. I always, and then you don't get me anything, but I get you something. Yeah. And that's like the way that I say, I love you. That's not true. And I then on you your so birthday, many. I also get you something. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then on Christmas and Valentine's Day yeah. and Easter uh-huh. and. And Father's Day. Um, Very important. Yeah. Okay, here's what I got you. (laughs) I'm tired of candy, tired of gum, tired of hunger, and food that's no fun. I'm tired of pretending I don't like spaghetti, but school lunch keeps me roaring ready at Rocksteady. Pizza, spaghetti. With Chow Daddy in your school cafeteria, it's the fun place to be for lunch. So that ad is Chow Daddy, a PSA from Boston, Massachusetts. Where can I get a Chow Daddy t-shirt? I I don't know, but we gotta get on that. Oh, we're the Chow Daddies. (gasps) Wow, that hit me. I got the... (laughs) I got the crinkle tinkles. From Chow Daddy? Yeah, we're the Chow Daddies. We're the Chow Daddies. When we talk about food ads, we're the Chow Daddies. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a this was a Michael Jackson-esque like thriller um dance guy in in that he is a very good dancer A and B is also a monster. Is yeah, he's dressed like a sort of lion werewolf, werewolf kind of thing. Werewolf lion thing? Yeah. Um 
and he's got some good moves. Yeah. And I say Michael Jackson because he did do the moonwalk. Yeah. He did some very specifically oh, Michael Jackson moves. So good. And uh, he's he's laying it down. We don't like, we don't want sugar. We're tired of pretending that we don't like spaghetti. Yeah. And he's like, I love how he's like, we hate sugar, but we're going to feed our kids processed foods like pizza hamburgers. Yeah. But let me tell you, growing up um, in America, the chow daddy was incorrect. All the food was full of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Chow Daddy is encouraging you to take advantage of your school lunch system. Is that what the PSA is about? Yeah. And I'm sure the schools could, like, buy into it, yeah? Probably, yeah. yeah. We gotta look into that. <laughs> Good. Were they the ones who gave us those smiley face potatoes? Oh, I don't know. You know the ones. Yeah. Yeah. Or those chicken fried steaks, man. That smiley face potato. He liked being eaten. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That was my he first nasty. experience with war. <laughs> Got really into this. <laughs> uh, if you love Chow Daddy as much as we do, you should write us in. And you should tell us who 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 fed you in your PSAs. <laughs> Is that weird enough? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, why don't you tell us, write, a, write into adcreeps at gmail.com yeah. and tell us about, you know, a local ad or a PSA that you saw as a kid. What was going on with you? Were yeah. you pooping pink? I don't Were know. you pooping... What were the weirdest colors you've ever pooped? Well, we don't need to open that. Oh, we do. <laughs> I need to know. Me, I'll, like, after a lot of black food dye, it's just the darkest green. Yeah. And I got to tell you, when I take my multivitamins, mm. I, it looks like a Dalmatian came out of my butt. <laughs> I'm not going to answer this because all my answers are sad. <laughs> But you can also tweet at us. Happy at birthday! Ad- Thank you. You can tweet at us on ad- on Twitter and reach us on Instagram. Both yeah. are at Ad Creeps. Um, just threw up a peace sign. I don't yeah. know why you can't see me because you're the Chow Daddy now. I'm the Chow Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening. And hey, if you enjoyed this and you want to have make me have a happy birthday, yeah, um, you could write us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, and Look, we would love that. I don't get out anything for their birthdays. No, as we've ex- as we've said already, I get yeah. you something yeah. for my birthday. Yeah, and also my birthday and every other holiday. Yeah, uh, so just you know, put in some effort, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and give Al something for their birthday. Please. Which is only the only thing they want. See, Al, I don't give you anything because all you want is five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. And I've already done that for our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the gift that I keep so giving. So it's somebody else's turn. Yeah. Okay, is that it? <laughs> That's it. Until next time, we are signing, signing off. off. It weren't for my spouse. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Where's my present? Oh, shit. <laughs>